Um, I always felt like I was pretty good at wrestling because I was super tall and lanky, and I could like weasel out of. You have any a wrestling hold. name? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Pencil neck. Uh, <laughs> Pencil neck. Gumby is what they called me. <laughs> Hey everyone, Johnny Brush here. Welcome to the Jesus on Display podcast. Before we begin today's content, I wanted to say thanks for supporting us here at Fellowship Greenville with your gifts and your generosity. Because of your giving, we get to share resources like this podcast with you to help reach you wherever you are in your life with Jesus. If you'd like to support the ministry of Fellowship Greenville, you can head to fellowshipgreenville.org give to get started. Thanks so much for your support and we hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey guys, Johnny Brush here with one of my greatest friends in the whole universe, Chandler Patterson. Hey guys. And uh, before we jump in, just a brief context. Uh, this is one of our movie episodes where mm. we're going to review a movie. And uh, just a quick reminder why we choose movies. And honestly, I can't even believe I have to explain this. It's so obvious because movies are so wonderful. Uh, but movies have a super unique way of not only telling a story, uh, much like books do, video games do it as well. Mm. Uh, but it they can draw you in through music, cinematography, um, and the, the stories that are being told, but also the performances of the actors. Uh, it is a whole experience, uh, a whole self-experience together in which you are drawn into what the director is trying to uh, push you towards. Mm-hmm. And it is, for us, one of the clearest ways to find gospel parallels. That's right. Um so yeah, that's why we we love talking about movies. It's a great uh, segue into uh, which movie we're going to be talking about because this one's mm-hmm. really it's going to be tough. It's it's a tough one, and we're on the cusp of just watching the second half, like we or mm-hmm. really the third act. Um, but the movie selection for this episode is Warrior, which came out in two thousand and eleven, which was man, that was a great year for movies. Mm-hmm. So many good ones. But um, if you missed any previous episodes on these discussions on faith and film uh you can revisit uh those by clicking the link in the description of today's episode uh we've done signs and we really did a setup episode of why we think storytelling is so crucial to ministry um but we before we get started if you haven't seen this particular movie uh we always encourage you to hold off on listening uh, Mm -hmm. to the full episode um skip over to the end because we'll talk about like a final review which is less spoilery, and uh, we give a family-friendly rating along with a gospel lens rating, um, and that'll give you some context uh, as what to as far as what to expect in the movie mm-hmm. and whether or not we deem it appropriate for the family viewing. And as always, yeah, yeah, as always, spoiler alert, spoiler alerts. Yeah. Like, but from here on out, like if you have not seen it, please skip to the end of this and listen to the review. Um, so find some time to watch it. Uh, the last thing we want to do is spoil it for you, uh, and come back after you watch it, and then you'll learn a little bit more about finding the gospel, because you might be curious, you might be like, okay, what do they, what do they mean by this specific thing, or like, what, what's, right. what's the direct gospel takeaway? And us telling you to go watch this movie <laughs> is a gift. Yeah. This is not a task, it's <clears throat> not no. a chore, this will help you love Jesus more, I truly believe it. <laughs> it's a so, form of worship, in yeah. a way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that was such a great year for movies. Uh, I remember this because I, I went to so many movies. Remind, remind me some of the movies that came out that year. Well, Drive came out that year. Oh, wow. Which, that's a top tier. Yeah. Um, that's the first one that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to think about it. Uh, I do remember it. It was like a, I was in the theater a lot that yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it was packed out. Really most good of the stuff. Time. Um, 
I probably single-handedly kept uh, Cherrydale Cinemas in business uh, <laughs> because I was there a lot. And um, this movie was released like right as my senior year of college was starting at uh, North Greenville mm. University. Um, and I married my college sweetheart. I don't know if that's a thing. Is that a thing? No, that's not a thing. You're not allowed it's to just, have college sweethearts. So it's just high school, high school, only. High school sweethearts Exclusive only. Exclusive to high school only. Middle okay. school sweethearts also don't <laughs> exist. <laughs> well, I did marry uh, the girl I met in, in uh, college and... Uh, Hey, Kelly, if you're listening. I hope you are. She's probably one of the two listeners. Amen. Um, so this was like a monumental date night for Kelly and I, largely because I just did not anticipate where this movie would leave me emotionally. She saw you cry. Did <laughs> she, she see you cry that night? Dude, the third act of this movie, I sat up in my chair toward, toward the very edge, and I did the whole like tunnel vision thing with my hands, like, oh, I got uh-huh. binoculars on. And Kelly... It's sitting next to me, and yeah, I was just a mess. You okay, buddy. Chandler? And I was like, no. Yeah, there's just some dust yeah, in my eyes. Someone poked me in both my eyes. Yeah, so uh, first time I saw this was not the year it was released. Uh, it was actually your recommendation a few years back. Mm-hmm. And uh, usually when you recommend a movie, I make some time. Carve out I, that time I, I go, watch sweetie, it. I got to watch a movie tonight. Yep. And uh, if it's your a movie that service. Mandy will... <laughs> Chandler. <laughs> yeah, Chandler's my streaming service. <laughs> and uh, oh, that's a funny story we it can tell later. Um but yeah, if it's a movie that Mandy would enjoy, I'll watch it with her. But mm-hmm. if I go, I know you're not going to like this one. I'm going to do this one yeah, solo. solo act. So this is one of those that I was like, this is going to be too emotional. And it's it hits more with if you have brothers. If yeah, you're a dude and you have brothers. Uh, but I watched it alone in the mm-hmm. dark in my living room. And I'm so glad I was alone because <laughs> I was crying uncontrollably. <laughs> and uh, it really got me. And the oh, second man. viewing uh, was just as moving. And like Chandler said, we we just watched... Uh, right before we recorded this, actually, yeah, yeah. we watched the ending. I don't know how good of timing that was. That we was a horrible like, decision. <laughs> My heart rate was pumping, and I was like, I yeah. need to calm down before we hit record. Yeah. But yeah, I absolutely love this movie. That's great. Well, I think we always like to talk about why <clears throat> why we choose certain movies, and this one in particular. Like It's it's like a channel for many individual journeys, um, but it's also... Like you said, very reminiscent of what growing up in a household with all brothers oh, feels yeah. like. Yeah. Um, Which we both have that experience. We do, yeah. I'm the youngest of the uh, of the four. Um, I'm three of four. Yep, yep. So I'm four. Yep, exactly. No so, feminine energy. No, nope, yeah. not really. Um, <laughs> but as always, like within that kind of household, like siblings, they make you want to choke them out. Absolutely. Like it's, just, it's just like they <laughs> in, annoy in you. love. In love, they, they annoy you so much. Um, well, here's a here's a fun story for you real quick. So my older brother, not my oldest brother, but my older brother, uh, Chase. Hey, Chase. Hey, Chase. Uh, he would annoy me to the point of just exhaustion when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Like, he would just find a way. Whatever would annoy me, if it's, you know, a small thing, a small little ingredient, and he would just <laughs> use that constantly. Um, but I'll say that. Following that, like that annoyance was quickly followed by like laughter because mm-hmm. he could make yeah. me laugh so hard. Um, <clears throat> so I grew up on some family land in Charlotte, uh, North Carolina, and we had a lot of room to run around, ride four wheelers, sh- shoot guns, build forts, etc. Yeah, all the things. Um, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, big time. So I can remember Chase making me so mad one time, and here's the picture that my mom <laughs> paints. She's washing dish- dishes in in the kitchen. And she had one of those setups where you could look out the back window and oh, yeah, yeah. see the backyard and all that. Uh, and she says, she says, I saw Chase sprinting by the window <laughs> shortly after she saw me sprinting by. And now we're all pretty fast. Like 
speed wise, athletic, all the things, and Chase was booking it. And so somehow I caught up to him and I got close enough to where I just leaped into the air, grabbed him by the shoulders and pulled him down <laughs> and just started wailing on him. I was like, so done. I don't know. I don't even know what he did, but I, I, I caught him, started throwing punches. And in a matter of like microseconds, he rolls over and what turned from like pure rage, uh, it just it completely turned from pure rage into laughter. Like it was just so quick, uh, and we were just hysterically laughing on the ground together because we were just caught up in the ridiculousness of the moment and the fact that I actually caught him and dragged him <laughs> yeah. to the ground because he was significantly taller too. So the yeah. fact that I pulled it off was huge. Yeah. But to that point, like man, we just we grew up in that kind of environment. Where it was like man, we 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 would want to take each other out one second mm-hmm. and then it was followed quickly. Yeah, by ours was kind of like a, a mixture <clears throat> of. Uh, like one-on-one fighting yep. or group fighting, you know, four boys. Oh, it's yeah. just like we got to – sometimes you just got to get that rage out. Mm-hmm. But um, it was also just like dumb stuff. Mm-hmm. Just being – like we were like, we're going to be stuntmen today yeah. and try and do a backflip on our bicycle <laughs> and like – Which never went Run well. inside and <clears throat> be surprised that we're hurt. Right. We're like, Mom, it, it didn't uh, work out. My knee's bleeding. And she's like, well, what did you expect would happen? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so, and then like grabbing sticks in the woods. Right. And Beating fighting. the junk out of yep, each other. yeah. Whatever we could find to turn into like a lightsaber yeah. or sword. Um, so like why all that to say, like why this movie? Well, I think it centers on a lot of those feelings and it's mm-hmm. fixated on uh, a broken family and mixed martial arts thrown in for good measure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what makes it s- truly stand out is its resolution, wherever it, where it leaves you in the yeah. third act. It could easily like leave you in a state of feeling isolated exhausted, depressed, which it, it can do that, but mm-hmm. it does leave you <clears throat> exhausted from crying. But <laughs> we'll get to that resolution soon. Uh, but I want to hear a story about the brush house. Yeah. Like what's, what's, uh, some good stories, you mentioned man. your first viewing experience, but like what's a good growing up in a house with all boys to work from the brush yeah, house? Yeah. So it wasn't uncommon to like clear space and just wrestle. Mm-hmm. Um, I always felt like I was pretty good at wrestling cause I was super tall and lanky and I could like Weasel out of you have any a wrestling hold. name? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Pencil neck. Uh, <laughs> Pencil neck. Gumby is what they called me. Um, but yeah, it was also just like, it was just fun. Like we yeah. just wanted to fight. And we do the games like six inches, you know, where it's like you punch their shoulder as hard yeah. as you can and see who gives first. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it was like, if I was just bored, mm-hmm. I have this specific memory. It was around Christmas time and I was wrapping presents with my brother Steve. No one else was in the house. <laughs> And uh, he was sitting on the ground facing away from me. And I had a pretty full roll of wrapping paper in my hand. And mm-hmm. I just stared at the back of his head. And, and I thought, I'm going to hit him as hard as I yep. can. Because <laughs> why, no why not? <clears throat> yeah. And I just beamed him. And he turned around just with rage in oh, his yeah. eyes, like, what are you doing? And it was an immediate brawl. Yeah, yeah. On turned the floor. Into a brawl. And I was laughing so hard while I was doing mm-hmm. it. And he was, he was pretty mad and yeah. laughing at the same time. But yeah. like, I it's hard to explain if you haven't if you didn't grow up right with brothers like that but it's not you need it yeah <laughs> like I, it's I need like, I need to fight there, I mean even if you didn't like it you know if you have siblings like sibling rivalry is, oh yeah, is definitely a thing it just gets a little bit more intense and with, they with have guys. siblings have uh, the secret key they do they, they know, know how to unlock. they know your buttons <clears throat> and they know yep. how to get you really mad they will and this movie this movie portrays that pretty it, stinking good it does. so. Um, so like, we like talking about the unpacking of the problem that's established Mm -hmm. in the story. So the problem here, on the one hand, uh, you have a character who is driven 
by rage. Tommy. Yep, Tommy, yep. and sur- and he's driven by survivor's guilt because he used to be on the, in the military. Um, and it's all stemming from trauma. Mm-hmm. Uh, another character who's driven by insecurities, which is all stemming from trauma. Mm-hmm. And then a father who's driven by regret, hoping to establish some peace with what's left of his family. Yeah. Uh, and then on the other hand, you throw in these characters and, and what these characters channel their trauma into, which in this particular case is mixed martial arts, mm-hmm. uh, which is the ultimate beat down, like throw down yeah. moment. Um, there's like a specific a specific disturbance that has separated each, each of them in the intro, like within the first right. five minutes. Yeah. Um, Tommy, who's played by Tom Hardy, uh, visit is, he visits his father just out of the blue. Uh, and within the first five minutes of, of the movie, uh, through dialogue and objects within the house, Patty Conlon, the, the father played by uh, Nick Nolte, who is also a war veteran, uh, was seemingly an abusive father to his family. Mm-hmm. He was unfaithful in his marriage. He struggled with alcoholism. There's just a laundry list of issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but now in the present, that's not who he is anymore. Like you see that he's trying to not be bound by his past. Like mm-hmm. he mentions being sober, and you see that he's now a member of a church and recovery program. Uh, but however, uh, that that past, that brokenness catch, catches up back to, to him uh, when his younger son Tommy enters the scene. Right, and you can... I mean, they they do such a good job of portraying the turmoil yeah. that they're both <clears throat> feeling. Yeah, no, you don't even have to see it. Yeah, few words are even spoken between them in that opening scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tommy's just kind of pacing around the house, looking at pictures, yep. looking at memories, and he's kind of like mocking his dad for finding religion. He's right. like, oh, you found Jesus? Mm-hmm. He saved you? Oh, that's great. Great yeah. for you, Dad. Yeah. Um, but it's like even Patty, the dad, mm-hmm. um, you can see in his eyes, Nick Nolte crushes this man. He does. You can see in his eyes, like he's just looking at his son with so much love and mm-hmm. regret yeah. of like, can I even salvage this? Mm-hmm. You know? And so right away, there's the problem that's set up of like, can redemption be found from this? Because mm-hmm. Tommy's clearly so. He's angry. gone. Yeah. yeah. He's just like, and completely you can gone. see him repeating his father's patterns. Like, first time you see Tommy sitting on the step, he's drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, he's clearly already drunk. Um, he's, you see shortly after that, that he's into MMA. So he's, he's getting physically violent as Mm -hmm. well, just like his dad showed him growing up, you know? And so it's like, he's repeating his father's mistakes and bitter at his dad for not being that way anymore. Mm -hmm. There's like this weird tension that he's like, why can't you just keep being the horrible dad that you always were? Because that'll justify how I am right now. Because he won't have a, he won't have a drink with him. He's like, no, I'm good. I'm off of it. Yeah. And he's mad about it. He's like, yeah. come on, have a drink. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, no, I don't do that. One anymore. of the lines, too, he's like, I liked you better when you were a drunk. Which oh, yeah. Which like nails the coffin. Oh, man. It's yeah. so tough. Yeah, oh, so man. that that uh, mm-hmm. leaves this tension of like, as the viewer, as you're feeling for these characters, you mm-hmm. want redemption for them yeah. immediately. Yeah. So that that's kind of the pull of the whole time is right. can can redemption be had in yeah. this yeah, there, there's another component, too, which is introduced not too long after that. Mm-hmm. And there's the brother, uh, Brendan. Yeah. And Brendan has his own set of problems, if you will. Like, he's, he, he has a family. Like, he's trying to turn mm-hmm. a leaf. Two little girls. Two little girls, a wife. Uh, but he's got some financial struggles. Uh, but he he has his own sort of beef with his dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he he was almost treated as, like, second best. Yep. From his dad. Even though he's the firstborn, right? Yeah. Yep. But he was like, I could never be enough for right. you. You always focused on Tommy. Yep. Um, and when you weren't drunk, you were celebrating Tommy and right. not me. And yep. So that 
that introduction of him introduces another emotional component mm-hmm. of like Tommy being, you know, mourning the dad that wasn't there anymore. And yeah. then you got Brendan who's also like struggling in that too. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I missed having a father, even though I was with him because you learn too that uh, Tommy left the house because things got so bad. Uh, he left the house with his mom and they yeah, drove they divorced to the and, other coast. Yeah, they, and then Brendan stayed hoping that he could have some time with his dad, but even yeah. that didn't work. Yep. Uh, so lots of lots of issues here introduced yeah. early on. Um, so much relational tension through, you know, like between each individual character. There's even tension between um, Brennan and uh, his wife. Yeah, where it's yeah. like, you know, they're about to lose their home. Mm-hmm. Like there's a threat of foreclosure. Yeah, the even his financial manager is telling him you could declare bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. Like that might be your best bet right. here. He's like, no. So he, you know, he turns to what he knows, which yeah. is fighting as well. Yep. And his wife hates that because right. you you hear pretty soon that there was a an incident where he was in the hospital unconscious mm-hmm. and it was pretty scary for a second. Yeah. So she does not want him involved in this. You know, right. there's tension between them. Yeah. And then uh, Tommy, like he's. A deserter, apparently, we learn. Yep. Is that he's in got the a military. Yeah. Yeah. He found he found community in the military. Uh but then you learn later on that he's trying to do something for a, a fallen hero, a fallen brother. Yep. Uh for his wife and his and, and his family. Um so they both have reasons to get back into yep. to fighting. Um and that yeah, leads good to reasons. Like yeah. they're they're good reasons. They're yeah. like trying to win this award money. Because that's that's kind of what's set up is there's this big competition yep right the sparta competition um that if they win it it could be enough money to save both of their situations you know to Mm -hmm. give tommy that feeling of like i owe this man my life so the least i could do is pay for his family right um and then brendan is like i could actually pay for my family we could get out of the hole you know yeah that kind of leads us into like a redemptive arc yeah because of what they're experiencing is it's pretty it's pretty tough yeah so we start following that redemptive arc Mm mm-hmm and as you're following the arc, there's this repeated theme throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Patty, the dad, is continually listening to Moby Dick mm-hmm. on tape. The very beginning, you hear it. Right away. It's yeah. kind of the first thing. It's about mm-hmm. Ahab and, you know, relentlessly, obsessively hunting this whale mm-hmm. that took his leg and he becomes a madman and cannot let go of what was taken from him and yeah. can't forgive, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, Spoiler alert for Moby Dick. <laughs> yeah, double uh, spoilers here. He goes down with the ship, and his whole crew dies because he can't stop. He can't forgive, and he yeah. can't move on. He can't let go. Um, and there's a ton of overlap and symbolism there. The director of the movie, um, Gavin O'Connor, mm-hmm. actually said uh, he chose Moby Dick as this kind of recurring background theme mm. uh, because the character Tommy is a lot like Ahab, yeah. um, a madman ragefully seeking revenge for what was taken from him. So you think of Tommy, his whole childhood was robbed of him because oh, yeah. he was physically abused. His dad was an alcoholic, divorce. Um, you later find out in the movie that their mom got super sick and died. With just him there as a with kid. With just pretty him, much, yeah. yeah. And Tommy was caring for her. No mm-hmm. one else was around. Yeah. Um, and so he, I think he sees his dad and his brother mm-hmm. as his white whale, right. so to speak, of like, you took everything from me. And I need to get vengeance. Like mm-hmm. I have to, you have to pay somehow. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, the question that we're kind of left with, um, well, actually, there's there's parallels with all characters. I think within that story. I think so too. Um, yeah, all three of them have their that that scene when um, Patty, the dad, mm-hmm. finally caves. Yeah. And starts drinking again, mm-hmm. which is just heartbreaking. Right. Um, 
and if you're listening and you've experienced this before uh, or you've had a family member, you know what this like. This will crush your world. Yeah. Um, when someone who's been sober, because he says he's reached a thousand days, mm-hmm. which is a huge, I mean, when you get your big thousand milestone. day chip in AA, it's a big deal. Yeah. And if you cave on that, it's like you feel like completely giving up. Yeah. And it's shortly after when uh, Tommy says, I liked you better when you were a drunk. Mm-hmm. And so he caves, starts drinking, and he's listening to Moby Dick in this rage, yeah. um, walking around the, the uh, apartment, room, the yeah. hotel room that they're yeah. in, and he screams at Tommy, mm-hmm. stop the ship, stop yeah. the ship. And he keeps saying that to him. I think he is saying it to Tommy, saying, you got to stop seeking revenge because, trust me, that's not going to lead anywhere. Yeah. But I think he's saying it to himself, too. Of Look like, where it's led. Yeah, this, this isn't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. If you continually seek vengeance instead of redemption, it will kill everything. Yeah. So, yeah, um, the question is, will the need to find redemption, you know, with any of the characters yeah. end in their own demise, or, you know, will they actually conquer what's in front of them and, and find that restoration? Right. So, I love those parallels with that yeah. story specifically. Like, there's this literacy piece, but also there's just this, like, really practical piece of, mm-hmm. of trauma. Um, and it re- it reinstates the importance of just, like, parental presence like within the home oh yeah yeah and both of them like both of them and upholding each other working through the details working Mm -hmm. through the struggles all that um i'll say this too like for for those who are just like curious about you know what level of emotion that gets into this movie (laughs) uh, this is like the ultimate guy cry movie i think um for for like the boomer generation uh my parents always mentioned this movie called brian song it was like a tv movie uh, that, I think that was their generation's. I've never guy heard of cry. that. Yeah, it was made for TV. It's got James Caan in it, and I forget the other actor's okay, name. Yeah, but yeah, and it was really, their guy cry movie. Yes, yeah, like and you know that that's the movie that couples who were watching TV movies at home. That's the mm-hmm. movie they cried together with. Um, so this is our generation. This is, guy this cry is pretty movie. much our generation. Yeah, it's up there. Yep, and I think the reason <laughs> it carries so much weight is because of that constant unresolved tension. And it doesn't come up for air until the last like ten minutes of the story. Yeah. Because um, up until that point, Probably. something unique is revealed about each character that is mm-hmm. essentially a cry for help. Patty desperately wants to reconnect with his sons. Mm-hmm. Tommy wants to be free of his hate, and Brendan is mourning the absence of his father's love and approval. Uh, so the redemptive arc here comes to a head, like two rams facing off, mm. off on the side of a mountain. Uh, it's like a clash of biblical proportions. And, and then and there's no verbal resolution in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's just a visual representation of what forgiveness and letting go looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it It's that oh, MMA man. moment yeah. in the big Sparta tournament. Uh, it eventually leads to Brendan and Tommy facing off against each mm-hmm. other. They're and they the both finalists, have, yeah. They both have very specific fighting styles, too, just so you know. like mm-hmm. there's, there's some like strategic... Uh, tap out submission with Brendan and then there's straight up rage with Tom Hardy's character yeah. Tommy like and, just you know we were commenting on the uh the wardrobe choice yeah so yeah. Tommy's you know fighting shorts that he's in are black yeah and with uh, red Brendan's, in his gloves with red in his gloves yeah, it's yeah. just like rage. yeah rage and anger yeah. and darkness and then you know Brendan who's he keeps man the look in his eyes when he doesn't want to fight his brother right he's like I don't want to do this and uh, he's wearing white shorts and it's like there's this duality going mm-hmm. on, and uh, he he so clearly doesn't want to fight his little brother mm-hmm. because I think by the end of it he's starting to see the pain yeah. that Tommy is experiencing. Like, right, man, he he lost his best friend mm-hmm. in combat, and uh, you know the country starts celebrating Tommy for this heroic act that he did in war. Right, 
but Tommy's like, you don't know that I, what I've I went AWOL. Yeah, like yeah. I, I abandoned my posts and stuff. And yeah. so he's feeling all this guilt about it. And he's in turmoil over feeling abandoned by his brother, abandoned by his dad. Yeah. And so I think Brendan finally looks at him as the older brother and just feels pity. Yeah. And wants, yeah. he wants to help him and cradle mm-hmm. him and comfort him. But he has to break him before he can do that. All while just beating the heck out of each other. Yeah. Like so you like feel all those things. There's no way Tommy's going to hear it mm-hmm. or receive it. He has to be broken. Yeah. And I think Brennan realizes that. And that's why he's like, I got to do this. Yeah. And he says, don't make me do this, Tommy. <laughs> because he like dislocates his shoulder. Tommy's just like completely, A there's mess. no hope. He's yeah. not going to win this fight. Right. And uh, Brennan just has to take him out. But yeah. dude, when they're on the ground oh, at the man. end. Good grief. And he's like. Waiting for Tommy to tap out. He's got him in a good hold. Mm-hmm. And he says, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, okay. Tommy. It's okay. Yeah. I love you. Mm-hmm. And that, that's when he taps out. That's yeah. when he gives in. It's that final just let go moment. Um, and that's like, that's one massive gospel takeaway here. Because mm-hmm. um, you're looking, and while they're fighting, uh, Patty, the, the, the father, is able to make it to the fight, like the, t- the tail end of the fight, mm-hmm. and he's watching, and he's watching, basically, he's looking upon his little broken world yeah. of his sons. Just He knows that there's no resolution right yeah. now. They're fighting this out, and it's all playing out on this massive stage. Uh, they're destroying each other in the ring. Um, but the gospel takeaway here is that this is a story about trauma mm-hmm. and the PTSD that comes from that, but it's also important that it doesn't leave us high and dry right? Uh, within yeah. the P- PTSD. Um, it's a tough journey. Absolutely. It really is. Uh, but it all leads to a moment of visual restoration uh, and forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, and during this final showdown between the brothers, Brendan is desperately trying to make peace in the ring, mm-hmm. even though they're fighting for a competition, which makes sense, um, while to- Tommy is his typical tornado of destruction self. Golly, and he's refusing he's so to good. let go of the hate and give, yeah. any, give Brendan any signs of connection. Um, and in the same way, I think we we battle that too within ourselves mm-hmm. of like letting go uh, and the fear of that and the fear of being vulnerable and honest. Um, whenever we experience something like that, we distance ourselves emotionally right. from one another. Yeah, because, you know, especially if it happens when you're a child, you grow no, up in man. a home like that. It's like you you don't know any better, so you're trying to figure out, you know, is the world safe? Right. Is it a safe place for me to just let go and have no de- defense? Yeah. And when the world proves to you, no, it's not safe. Right. You naturally just become a really closed off person. You're like, world's not safe. People mm-hmm. hurt you. Um, and so you grow up to be defensive mm-hmm. with people with good reason, too. It's like you had no, you have no reason not to think that. Yeah. And so when someone comes to a person like that, trying to open them up, trying to help them let go, mm-hmm. surrender, be vulnerable again. It's super scary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it's like I've done that before, mm-hmm. and it it didn't it go well me. for me. Yeah. yeah. It almost killed me. And yeah. so, yeah, there's like this this analogy I see in my head of uh, it's this old shepherding analogy mm-hmm. of um, if you have a wayward sheep, yeah, a lot of times the the sheep that continues to stray and continues to get lost, the shepherd oftentimes would have to break its legs and then carry it on his shoulders to bring it back. It's mm-hmm. like, I refuse. I love you too much to just let you keep running right. away. I'm going to break you. Because running away could lead to harm. Yeah, I'm going to break you for you. Yeah. And I know it hurts, but this has to happen. Mm-hmm. And I see that kind of this final moment yeah. between 
like Brendan sees it, he has to do it. He's yeah. pulling on his arm, and he's yeah. like, and he could have said, "Hey, like I'm, I'm stopping. Like, yeah, let's just stop this." But redemption wouldn't have happened. Yeah, like exactly. they wouldn't have been able to restore their relationship. Like they had to get to that breaking point. Yeah, um, it's a a great gospel parallel. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I think I'm drawn specifically to uh, the life of Peter. Um, mm. His desire, like even, you know, as we read in the Gospels, like he's he has this desire to be right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like mask some maybe inner tor- turmoil that he's mm-hmm. experiencing. Yeah. Uh, and I think toward the end of his story, like if you know, if you think about when he could have let uh, shame and denial, the ultimate denial, mm-hmm. define him, uh, he could have let those things take over and just completely disappear. Like he mm-hmm. just completely, you know, be isolated. But he, instead, he carries the gospel message of hope with him to the end. Um, the simple truth in First Peter, casting our anxieties upon Jesus because He cares for mm-hmm. us, is a strong yeah. standout here. Um, yeah. But along with that, like, like you're saying, like, share your heart and open up. I mean, it's a great way, uh, especially you know, it's a great way to heal, especially if you've, if you've experienced trauma, right? Like yeah. these characters, like the final tap out mo- moment in this movie when he yells, "I love you," like it's okay, I love mm-hmm. you. Um, is very reminiscent of ourselves when we refuse to let go of that trauma. Right. Um, but just as Jesus carries us to the table of the Lord and reminds us that he loves us and that everything's going to be okay, uh, Brendan invites Tommy into that healing process. Yeah. It's a polarizing combo of mixed martial arts and fighting for restoration and f- or fighting for forgiveness, which is why I right. think it's so tyrannous. Yeah, and that, that uh, closing scene is they're walking towards yeah. the camera. And Tommy's leaning into his brother's cradled. Yeah, he's cradling <laughs> him, and you can you can't hear him, but you can see what Brendan is mouthing over and over again. I love you. Yeah. I love you. It's okay. Um, and I one of the things big takeaway for me from this movie was um, the true redemption almost always mm-hmm. uh, comes at a cost. Um, you can't just say that things are okay. Like there, if we're going to live in a just world, yeah, and wrong has been done, someone has to pay. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's how it has to be in order for God to be just and merciful. It's like, I can forgive your sins, but someone has to pay. And oftentimes, uh, it's with blood. You know, it's yeah. like when we, especially in this movie and in the gospel, <laughs> it's like, um, when we read the gospel, it's like, we could continue to fight over and over again, and then give up, and you know, not keep pressing into that, and then tr- come back and try and fight again, and then give up. Until there's that breaking moment, um, redemption and restoration isn't going to happen. And the ultimate breaking moment is mm-hmm. Jesus on the cross, where it's like, I think, you know, the reality is we could never find redemption on our own, right. in our own efforts. There's no way we could pay mm-hmm. for what we've done. And so the person who has to break in our place is Christ. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, there's like the war is done right. and the fighting is over. Yeah. Um, and that's why. I don't know. There's so much hope in that because um, even though day-to-day life can still feel exhausting Mm -hmm. and still feel like we're in a fight. Let's go to war. Like, yeah, biblical hope is like, oh, I can go to war today Mm -hmm. and I can can continue to fight because I already know where this is going. I know the end. The victory's already been won. Yeah, God's Um, fighting. Yeah, dude, that... That Sparta thing when they say, all right, go to war. I'm like, yeah, they're the final one, that final fight. It's good. It's beautiful. Well, that's... (laughs) kind of our dominant like gospel takeaways yeah. there. But, I mean, it's just, it's fused with so many moments like that uh, that could be taken into context as far as, like, gospel connections and whatnot. Yeah. 
Uh, but we do love to talk about um, a family watch rating in case, you know, you reach a movie night throughout the week and you're like, man, let's, let's queue up something for the family. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one's kind of tough because there is some mature content. And this, right. is, this is out of five, like five being uh, most watchable, mm-hmm. one being least watchable. Right. Um, and then we'll do a gospel lens rating. But as far as family watch rating goes... I would probably give this a four out of five. Yeah, maybe um, three point five. Maybe depending 3.5, on yeah. sensitivities. Yeah. yeah, and I will say, if you are someone who grew up in a household like this, mm-hmm. or you struggle with alcoholism, um, domestic abuse, anything like that, this movie will hit hard. Yeah, it does. Um, because uh, they don't. It's realistic. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, don't shy it away. really portrays what a family and what people in a family like that yeah. are like. Um, so there's some language. Yeah. Uh, so look out for that. But I would say, I don't know, if your kids are 14, 15, 16. Yeah, yeah it's PG-13, um, so like, yeah. there's there's some language. I think what's funny, too, about this movie is that it was supposedly marketed for the Christian film industry. Uh, yeah, and I, I got those vibes yeah, in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. so that's that's kind of what how they were pitching it. Uh, but no, no Christian film studio picked it up, which yeah. is why Lionsgate, I think, picked it up. Yeah. But anyway, so they were trying to pitch it that way. Uh, which I'm still so glad that it was a success, right? Yeah. Um, even though someone didn't pick it up, but um, so yeah, I would say four to five. Just just be mindful of some of that stuff of language, and then maybe some some fighting within right. the ring. Yeah. Uh, gospel lens rating, like as far as like, is it glaringly obvious? Yeah. Or is it not? Is four it harder? Is it harder to find? I would give it a four out of five. Four to five, probably. Yeah. 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 I think that's safe. Yeah. It's it's a good. It's a good, uh, good. I mean, call it's there. not Lord of the Rings or no. Chronicles of or Narnia. Narnia. <laughs> Those are five out of five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, and Signs was definitely yeah, yeah up there as well. Uh, this one's you got you kind of have to marinate on it a little bit, mm-hmm. but hopefully we've kind of helped giving you some insight into that. If you've seen it, if you haven't, yeah. please go see. Get it. on it. No yeah, homework. Um, well, if you've made it this far, we want to thank you for sticking around. Uh, if it wasn't obvious or hasn't been obvious, we're so passionate about storytelling, uh, and if you missed. Uh, any of those other episodes on the value of stories or any of our discussions on specific movies. They're all available in this podcast. Uh, if you're interested in sharing your story, which is, man, that's part of this movie process is just being oh, yeah. vulnerable and sharing. Yeah. Uh, you can go online right now to fellowshipgreenville.org forward slash share my story. Uh, that, that'll guide you through a sharing process with just a few questions. Um, we know that sensitivity and vulnerability, they go along with sharing. They're hand in hand. Uh, but transparency is welcome here. And uh, sharing that story, sharing your story, it all it all makes us feel like we're part of God's story of hope and redemption. Yeah, uh, these these all make us feel like family, and they connect us, uh, warts and all. <laughs> so <laughs> share now at fellowshipgreenwell.org forward slash share my story. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you and sharing that testimony with others. Bye, guys. See you later. The Jesus on Display podcast is produced right here at Fellowship Greenville in Greenville, South Carolina. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Follow and share this podcast with anyone who might be interested or curious about our church community or how storytelling unites us and helps us feel more connected. To actively keep up with what's going on at our church, head to our website at fellowshipgreenville.org. Follow us on all social media platforms and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thanks for tuning in. Grace and peace to you for your week. We'll see you next time.